25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday, Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Hashem, 
Words won't make you smart A little bit of sun won't dry you out Two raindrops won't end this drought But a little bit of friendship goes a long way If you got a friend, you'll be okay A little bit of friendship goes a long way It'll bring you some muzzle, you'll be okay So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click When you're down and feeling small Got a phone but no one 
J.M. in the A.M. comes from 8th Day, Abyssal Mazel here on a Rosh Chodesh morning at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard David Perlman and Modim, Eitan Freilich's Lahodos. Va'ani, done by Barry Weber, who was brilliant last night at the, um, at the um, beautiful uh, Landau wedding which took place at Addison Park. Eshikoch, Aaron Teitelbaum, and Barry Weber, and Yisrael Lamb, and Ellie Lax, and everybody who made it such a beautiful and incredible uh, celebration. Avram Willig with Ahafti, Veheravna, done by Baruch Levine. Mayor Sherman, our Rosh Chodesh theme of Yehiyah Chodesh Hazeh. And of course, maybe that makes up for the fact that we didn't play Masach HaShem yesterday, which I totally forgot. I was so out of it yesterday morning early. With my uh, weekend bronchitis, that uh, <laughs> I I just I forgot all about it. And Regesh with Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Tuesday, and it's October the 29th. Someone pointed out that it's seven years since Superstorm Sandy. Seven years since Superstorm Sandy, which, by the way, was a significant day in NSN history. And uh, here we are, seven years later, Baruch Hashem, strong and powerful, and. Moving forward, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. We have the one above to thank for that. Uh, it's day 30 in the month of Tishrei. Today is Rosh Chodesh. Today is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan, all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, including uh, Yalav Yavo, uh, half Hallel, special Torah reading, Musaf Baruch Inafshi, and whatever your custom calls for. 
in the Rosh Chodesh department. 55 degrees outside with 91.1% humidity. Winds are east at 8 miles per hour. Drizzly today with a high temperature of 63. Then tonight, showers late, a low 59. Tomorrow afternoon, showers and a high temperature of 67 degrees. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 66. We're at 55 degrees here in New York City. As we say, uh, good morning here at JM in the AM. Rosh Chodesh morning. Many of you are uh, likely aware of the fact that the Yeshiva League sports update starts today. Yeah, no joke. Today is day one of our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg is going to be in, and we'll have an opportunity to uh, get a little bit of a preview of what's happening in Yeshiva League sports. The OU Community Fair is coming up in November. We'll talk about that a little bit in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, Shapsi Uvsitsky, an interna- internationally uh, renowned artist, is going to be with us here at, um, at JM in the AM. He'll be visiting. We met him. Uh, we met him at the um, at the concert on Cholamoid Sukkis that took place at the Ford Amphitheater with the cooperation of uh, Lev Lachayal, and uh, we had an opportunity to uh, get to know him a little bit. And we will speak with him coming up here at the JM in the AM. Simcha Liner's got a brand new album. Uh, name of the album is Kolakavod. And we have the title track ready to roll. Kolakavod, brand new from uh, Simcha Liner. This is the title track. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, coming up on a... Uh, oh, do we have it here? Oh, I thought we had it here ready to roll. Uh, here we go. Kolakavod, Simcha Liner, ready to roll, title track, brand new. You're listening to JM in the AM. ZANG <laughs> Yes, 
Dancing and singing Shackles gone It's an open highway In the blink of an eye We're on our way A little faith A little trust in him And soon We're singing and dancing Give me a love Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Miami that's called Vitaher. You heard Eighth Day with Geula. Bir Katoreach, that's brand new from Ohad. We have a special affinity to that one because of the uh, the fact that uh, Benjamin Siegel walked down to that song at his wedding. Simcha Liner, brand new with Kolak Kavod. And Eighth Day had Bissela Mazel in there. Uh, I believe that opened the set here at J.M. in the A.M. It's Tuesday. It's Rosh Chodesh morning. Rosh Chodesh Marcheshvan. Big day today here. At JM in the AM, Elliot Weiselberg with his uh, annual early season appearance in the JM in the AM Nahum Siegel Network headquarters. Uh, he's uh, here live in person a couple of times a year. This is the uh, the preseason slash early season appearance. And it's become such a big deal, Elliot Weiselberg's preseason uh, preview. Uh, what's going to happen in basketball and hockey and all the other great sports in the Yeshiva leagues becomes such a big deal. He's actually traveling with his own film crew. There are documentarians actually documenting the proceedings here this morning. Could you imagine? Uh, that's how significant this Yeshiva League sports update has become. So those of you out there, those of you who are uh, athletes and parents and coaches and principals and faculty members and relatives of those who play the sports, you know that the Yeshiva League Sports Update is a very important staple of programming here every single Tuesday morning at about 7.20 Eastern Time here at JM and the AM. And again, because this is the first Yeshiva League Sports Update of the year, we're going to be um, inviting Elliot into this uh, studio to speak with us live and in person about the upcoming season and there's actually, as I said, no joke, there's actually a film crew documenting all of the proceedings. If you would have told Isaac Benishai and myself 20 years ago that we would have gotten to the point that the Yeshiva League Sports Update would be getting worldwide attention from those who want to document important Jewish history, I don't know if we would have believed it. But here we are today, and all that's coming up at JMNAM. Also, I mentioned we're going to be discussing the OU Communities Fair. Remember, 57 communities, I believe that's an accurate figure, we'll find out uh, later on in the show, but I believe it's 57 communities in the United States and six communities in Israel are all going to be represented at the OU 7th International Jewish Community Fair uh, that I'll concentrate on the topic of home and job relocation Sunday before Thanksgiving, November the 24th, beginning at 12 noon at the Metropolitan Pavilion on West 18th Street in New York City. Go to ou.org slash fair, ou.org slash fair. A lot of communities around the country, outside of New York and New Jersey, who are trying to get everyone's attention and convince people why they are the ones that should be uh, that should be considered for your next move, or your next job. And uh, you'll have an opportunity again to uh, see them, and we'll talk more about it later on. Also, I mentioned that over um, over Sukkot, I had the pleasure of um, meeting, uh, or maybe um, reuniting with, would be a better expression, uh, a gentleman named uh, Shapsi Ufsitsky. Uh, he was described to me and the people at the Leiv Chayal as an internationally renowned artist, and then when I saw his work, I said, wow, that's a... That's an apt description, to say the least. Uh, he has some incredible pieces, including many that deal with uh, the Israeli Defense Forces. And I've invited him in this morning to discuss his uh, incredible work and um, introduce him to our audience here at JM in the AM. So that'll be happening in the 8 o'clock hour. I'm going to ask Avrami 
to take some of the um, the artwork images and put them up on the apps. You'll be able to see them as we discuss them here at the JM and the AM. That should work out as planned. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSegal.com, and the NahumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. I remind you that the 2019 International Bible Competition for Adults, the 2019 International Bible Competition for Adults, the United States Finals, takes place Sunday, November the 10th at Westside Institutional Synagogue. Come marvel at the contestants' knowledge and enjoy a lively celebration of Tanakh and Israel. The event's free of charge. Special guest, entertainer Ellie Marcus. We'll have all the details here at JM in the AM. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p- 1 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday next to JM in the AM. Galay Tzal, Yerushalayim, Asha'achat. Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. Yafa Yisachar, Ima Shel Naama, Shekluwa Berusia, Maal Achatsi Shana. לא הורשתה הבוקר לבקר את ביתה כשהגיעה לבית הסוהר, זאת למרות אישור בית המשפט, בטענה שביקור הקונסולית בשבוע שעבר היה על חשבון ביקורה. בשיחה עם גלי צהל אמרה יפה יששכר, אני מרגישה חסרת אונים. הם הסכימו לקחת משהו ביוקרטי, שתמשיך להרתיק את הראש גבוה ובישראל עושים את כל המאמצים להביא אותה הביתה ושאני מתגעגעת אליה ואני שולחת לה חיבוקים משרד הבריאות לא מימש את דוח הוועדה לשיפור תנאי האשפוז במחלקות הפנימיות שהוא עצמו מינה לקראת החורף העומסים במחלקות גוברים. הדוקטור בני רביב, מנהל חדר המיון בבית החולים לגליל בנהריה, קרא להסתדרות הרפואית להשבית את מערכת הבריאות. בריאיון לאמיר איבגי, אמר רביב כי המערכת בקריסה. מערכת הבריאות הציבורית עובדת בתנאים של אירוע רב נפגעים באופן שוטף. כאשר את גלי הפצועים מחליפים פשוט גלי פצועים אחרים וחולים אחרים. זו מציאות שהיא רבת שנים וארוכה. המערכת מורעבת באופן כרוני. כתבנו לענייני בריאות מאיר מרציאנו מוסר כי בבתי החולים שיבא, וולפסון, רמב״ם, הלל יפה ובילינסון נרשמים מעל 100% תפוסה במחלקות. נער בן 12 נהרג לאחר שהתהפך עם הטרקטור עליו נסע ביישוב בדרום הנגב. נסיבות המקרה נחקרות בשעה זו. כתבנו רמי שני מעדכן שצוות מד"א שהגיע למקום נאלץ לקבוע את מותו של הנער. אורחת ליום חמישי מעצרו של אלירן מלול לחשוד ברצח אשתו מיכל סלע זיכרונה לברכה. מלול היה צפוי להתייצב לראשונה בפני שופט, אך לאחר שהגיע לבית המשפט שוב חש ברע והועבר לטיפול. כתבנו בבירה יובל שגב מציין כי מלול עדיין שותק בחקירתו. ארגון הפרקליטים פתח בשביתת מחאה למשך שעתיים בדרישה להציב אבטחה על התובעת בתיקי נתניהו ליאת בן ארי וראש מח"ש קרן בן מנחם. כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל הראל. בארגון מוחים על ההסתה והאלימות המופנית לדבריהם כלפי ציבור הפרקליטים בישראל. הם דורשים להציב אבטחה על התובעת בתיקי נתניהו ליאת בן ארי ולראש המחלקה לחקירות שוטרים קרן בר מנחם, לאחר שפעילים התפרצו לדבריה בכנס של לשכת עורכי הדין אתמול וכינו אותה רוצחת. פועל בשנות ה-40 לחייו נפצע קשה כתוצאה מנפילה מגובה רב במג'ד אל-שמס. הוא פונה במסוק לבית החולים רמב״ם בחיפה. 
כתבנו גיא ורון מוסר ששוטרי משטרת ישראל הגיעו למקום ופתחו בחקירה בשיתוף משרד העבודה והרווחה. ראש הממשלה נתניהו הודיע על הקמת צוות למיגור האלימות והפשיעה בחברה הערבית, כתבנו דורון קדוש. לאחר דיון מיוחד שעסק בטיפול בתופעות הפשיעה בחברה הערבית, הוחלט על הקמת צוות מיוחד שיגבש תוכנית לאומית למיגור האלימות בתוך 90 יום. ראש הממשלה נתניהו אמר בפתח הדיון כי האלימות גורמת סבל עצום לתושבים ופגיעה גדולה במדינת ישראל. עוד הוחלט על המשך פעילות מוגברת של המשטרה בנושא ופתיחת תחנות משטרה נוספות ביישובים ערביים. מזג האוויר בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה ירד גשם מקומי, הטמפרטורות תהיינה נמוכות מרגיל העונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
A uh, Rosh Chodesh morning with Eitan Katz here at JM in the AM. Uh, believe it or not, it is uh, time for our Yeshiva League sports update. Many of you are familiar with the fact that Tuesday mornings at about 7.20 Eastern time, each and every week we turn to uh, Elliot Weiselberg for the latest when it comes to uh, basketball and hockey and sometimes even other sports in the Yeshiva League. It's something we've been doing according to what Elliot tells me uh, for the last eight years together in a tradition that goes back even further than that. Tuesdays here at JM in the AM. And with all that in mind, I welcome to our microphones and invite back for the 5780 season the sp- official sports editor of JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, and that is Elliot Weiselberg. Good morning, sir, and a happy, healthy, and sweet new year to you. Likewise, Nahum, to you and the listeners. Uh, really happy to be here. You know, I'm only here twice a year, and it's either at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season. And I'm happy to say we are on the precipice of a brand new season, the 2019-2020 Yeshiva League year. It's going to be an amazing year, I'm sure. And uh, by the way, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Elliot's visit today is so significant that there's actually a camera crew that has followed him into the studio this morning documenting this historic conversation. And you, i got to give you credit, by the way. You know, I'm sitting here uh, plain and simple, and you've got your uh, fancy sports jacket and uh, good-looking matching outfit, uh, having anticipated the documentarians. i got to give you credit for that. I was telling my <laughs> wife, this is probably the most stressed up I've ever been to do a Yeshiva League sports update. That, I, I would argue you're right about that. <laughs> Usually it's being done in the middle of the night, middle a couple hours night, before yeah. JM and the M starts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here we are. Lots has happened in the world of sports since we last spoke. A lot has gone on. Well, the St. Louis yeah. Blues have won the NHL championship. Were you aware of that? Uh, I, it's a small little uh, detail, considering that around January time, they were in last place in the entire league and then coming back to take the crown. So uh, you never know what could happen, huh? Well, I'm hoping, I'm holding out hope for the Rangers. But, well, uh, I, don't know. I don't know if they're going to repeat the Blues feat. Uh, what else went on? The Yankees were eliminated. What a shame. But the Mets were eliminated even faster than the Yankees were. Yeah, I mean, look, as a as a New York fan, I must say, I'm a Yankee fan. Oh, I didn't realize that. I I'm a Yankee a fan. fan. No, I'm a Yankee fan, oh. born and bred. Uh, so but, you suffered like I did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, still suffering. Yeah, that was a rough one. Still suffering. Uh, I don't even know what's going on. Is the World Series over yet? No, no, no. I have this terrible habit of not following anything once the Yankees are out. Astros are up 3-2. Tonight's game six. Oh, boy. See what happens there. And in the Yeshiva League world, uh, I don't know, has... Uh, has there been any major off-season acquisition? Has there been an incredible draft that people are looking at carefully since we last spoke about Yeshiva League sports? Oh, if only we drafted. I think things would be much more interesting if uh, if we got to choose which schools kids went to. Yeah, that would be something. That would be. We might be headed in that direction. By the way. Oh no. Oh well, that would be. Well, you know what? Then uh, I think we need to call. Uh, we need to call a little Mel Kuyper action in for whenever. Well, we do I don't want draft. the principals to be scared, especially as I sit here with a list of every Yeshiva High School open house. Uh, <laughs> I don't want them to get scared. They're actually going to a draft system. They still can go out there, publicize their schools, tell everybody what the offerings are at their institutions, and try to entice the students to come there. I don't want people to think they were actually heading in a draft direction it's here. So funny. We've only just begun, and they're already thinking of 2021. I know. Hey, it's recruitment season, and like you say, things have just started. This is a very unusual calendar for the yeshiva league yeah it's one of the it's one of the latest times that we're going to start right and everything is so jam-packed because the championships are like last year early march my first t- second week in march my tabc uh and myself we were walking to shul on shabbos and he asks me he says do you think there's been an official game yet 
Yuntif ended Tuesday night. And I said, you know what? Yuntif ended Tuesday night. Today is Shabbos. I bet you there's been at least one official game. Was I right or wrong? Incorrect. I was wrong. First game of the Yeshiva League year started this past Sunday night. Wow. It was a basketball game between Mag and David and Mag and Avram. It was a, it was a varsity game. And uh, last night marked the kickoff of the hockey season. Uh, a couple of JV and varsity hockey games, a couple of JV and varsity basketball games. Uh, we even got some uh, got some uh, girls action going last night in girls JV. So really, last night was the first full slate of games. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Last night was technically the official kickoff. When's that TABC Waterbury game? Someone told me they're playing Waterbury at some point. TABC Waterbury. Let me see if I have it on my yeah. my calendar. TABC Waterbury is tonight. Actually. Oh, it's tonight. Tonight at seven thirty. So TABC. that would be the first TABC varsity game, yes, right? Yes, it will. There you go. See, I know a little bit about something going on. You're following. There. You like yeah. like your listeners. You are an avid Yeshiva League sports well, fan. I'd, which I'd is... call myself casual slash avid, but okay. Well, that's again, that's that's <laughs> when you have whole... a kid in high school, it becomes more serious. <laughs> but that's that's the whole impetus behind the Yeshiva right. League, the Yeshiva League sports update, because you and everybody else internally, there's this. We want to know what's going on. We have our favorites. We went to Yeshiva. Right. We grew up. We saw our friends play, and so it inspires us to keep watching and listening and looking back and uh, and remembering on our fond times. No question about it. Plus, of course, the whole element of school versus school. There are some great rivalries, maybe the wrong word for our community, the word rivalry. But oh, some friendly great, rivalries, absolutely. Right? Some great friendly rivalries and some great neighborhood rivalries, some great cross-state rivalries, some great traditional mm-hmm. rivalries, teams that have been in for a long, long time. Uh, no other connection in terms of neighborhood or geography, but they've just been in the league for so long, and you know their their com- competition goes very very far back. And we will make note of absolutely all of those over the course of the Yeshiva League season right. this year, because there are there is history abound in every matchup, and also in terms of leagues this year. I'm not sure if you happen to know this, but this coming February will mark the 40th anniversary of the Yeshiva Hockey League. Wow. And that's continuous, right? There was not, no. There was, there was one, one year where where it was a break. That's why I said anniversary right. and not season. <laughs> right. So it'll be the 39th thirty uh, ninth season, but the fortieth anniversary of the Yeshiva League. Got it. All right. <laughs> Elliot Weiselberg is here. It's Jam in the Aim Yeshiva League sports update time. So <clears throat> people may ask, okay, what are we discussing today? If in fact very few games have been played until this point. What can you tell us about the upcoming basketball and hockey seasons? Well, of course, we could always get into exactly who's looking at the up at the top and who is at the top. Well, and, remind us who won last year. All right, so working our way from uh, hockey down to basketball, right. it was actually one of the most competitive championship seasons. All four boys' JV and varsity championship games were decided by, I believe, one point. Wow. That's how close everything was. Uh, working backwards from hockey, you had the Kushner Cobras winning the JV Boys Hockey League um, in triple overtime. Woo. And that same day, we went to overtime in the varsity game. So it was a, a seven-hour day <laughs> when the Frisch Cougars uh, put home the game-winning goal at the end of the first overtime for their championship in varsity hockey. And over in basketball... Who did Frisch beat in that game? Frisch beat DRS. And over in basketball, we had uh, Mag and David taking the JV championship over TABC. And in varsity, Heschel pulling the upset over Mag and David. All right, so now uh, with Kushner having won JV hockey, and who won JV basketball? JV basketball was Mag and David. And with Mag and David winning JV basketball, do the two of them 
have a big advantage going into the varsity season or not? Well, for Mag and David, absolutely. Because as we said, as I just said, their varsity team was in the championship last year as well. Oh, and they, so they have reta- two great teams going forward. They retain not only a good nucleus of that team, but also arguably one of the top players in the le- in the league in senior Albert Nasiri. Wow! And so them coupled with the J the uh, JV squad, the sophomores from the JV squad make a very formidable bunch. They've already taken the Mag and David preseason tournament and are looking to capture the Cooper Memphis Invitational Tournament this week. Well, that's a big one, Cooper. It's this weekend? Mm-hmm. This how, weekend. how many teams will be there? Uh, 16 teams. Wow. Five from the Yeshiva League. Wow, very nice. Um, and then the uh, I asked you about Kushner and hockey. Does that give right. them a big so, advantage? Um, uh, Kushner, I think the the is going to be a little more of a work in progress this year for their varsity team because the majority of that team will be the juniors that moved up. So right. it may take a little time and maybe even another year. If you ask me in a year from now, the answer is there's, there's still very likely to be at the top. Right. Um, but there's a lot of competition at the top in hockey. Uh, you got to look towards the last year's champions when you when you want to start out in the hockey league fresh that senior class has been to the championship games three straight years wow that's very cool they won two of them they won as uh freshmen in the jv league they lost as sophomores to tabc and then this last year also taking the the varsity crown so that nucleus of seniors Elliot Eisner, Ari Baruch, uh, Jason Alter, the the group of them have been in the championship. They have the pedigree and despite the fact that two years ago taking the loss at TABC, they have to be the odds on favorite given the amount of firepower that they come into the year with. Elliot Weiselberg's here, Yeshiva, <coughs> Yeshiva League Sports Update. All right, if I asked you on the varsity level, Give me the three, four teams to watch. This is really going to get you in trouble now because, oh, that's okay. because the teams in the bubble are really going to be upset. But well, anyway. It comes with the territory, but yeah. that's that's the, why. The three, four teams to watch in, in varsity hockey would be. Starting out in varsity hockey, like I just said, you have to start up with the first Cougars. Right. They're, they're just a very heavy offensive firepower team. Everybody can score, and uh, they, have to be, they have to be looked at as, uh, okay, a, a hair favorite. Okay. Uh, I know I, get, I will get in trouble with TABC <laughs> for that, considering two years ago that JV team took the crown right. behind Goldie Charles Gibber. Uh, but you know that's what the, that's why we play the game. But TABC is obviously in TABC that handful. Is right there, and right DRS is right there. DRS and Hafter, if I were to pick two, were the t- are the two right in the mix. So we have our usuals right there, and you'll hear those you'll hear those four schools right. uh, uh, again, <laughs> possibly at some point. But it's. It's going to be an extremely competitive year. Hafter, DRS, Rambam right behind them, a little bit of Ramaz, uh, SAR, and Kushner even. Uh, so you have you have a good group of teams that can that can make a deep run, and then you have your favorites. So it's it's going to be a very competitive year. Varsity basketball. Varsity basketball. You got to start out, like I said, with Mac and David. Right. They are, they are the uh, they are the runners up, but their their depth and their ability is is extremely crucial for this year. Could they win the whole thing and win Sarachek? Uh you may you could be looking at potentially a triple crown this year. Wow. And or a quadruple crown depending on how you look at it right. because you'll have they'll have the Megan David preseason tournament if they can win Memphis where they're the number 1 seed, uh the Yeshiva League and Sarachek. Um I'm I believe DRS did that back uh, a couple of years ago also, so it would just be it would be just matching that. Feed. Oh, when Gabe was playing there? Yes. Right. Um, and so uh, gotta you gotta start out with with uh, Mag and David. David. 
Uh, you got to put the defending champs Heschel up there. Right. They still they they bring back uh, Phenom Ricky Sutton, the hero of last year's championship game. Uh, good nucleus of uh, their team is still back, but uh, struggling a little bit. I can't, it's 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 sad to say struggling because they lost in double overtime in the in the semifinal in back in the David tournament, so they're still obviously up there. But I think more people expected them to be in the championship. Right. Uh, they they were facing Hillel. And Hillel, a surprising team in the Mag and David uh, Tournament Championship, they'll be an interesting team to watch to see whether or not that uh, they can uh, they can uh, repeat the feat this weekend when they go to Memphis. And uh, I guess we'll find out whether or not TABC in that handful or not. TABC is definitely in the they're mix. a strong team. Right? It's like I said, you'll hear the four names again right. because you're going to hear TABC, Frisch, Hafter, and DRS their name rotating around the varsity basketball league as well. So you, you got the usual suspects there. Uh, It'll be interesting because there'll be teams like JEC and Shari Torah, who were on the JV level two years ago, uh, found their way into the second seeds in the East and West, respectively. So the truth is, you're going to have some teams that aren't quite traditional and that you wouldn't quite expect that have an opportunity to make uh, to make noise in the Yeshiva League. All right, Yeshiva League sports update. Tuesdays here at JM and the AM. Is there, on the hockey side, is there a great senior goalie? Somebody who's really set themselves apart over the last three years. Well, I've already mentioned Charles Gibber. Right. Uh, he uh, was phenomenal. That's ABC. Yes, he's been a phenomenal goalie over the course of his career so far. Uh, two years ago, one of the main, if not the, I can't, I can't slight uh, his uh, his. Uh, his counterpart, not counterpart, but his Colleague? teammate, his teammate uh, Zach Levy, who two years ago was also a, a huge part of that championship win. But Charles Gibber throwing up the shutout uh, two years ago, and what he did over the course of that year in JV was it, it was very it, it was I. It's tough when over the last few years you've seen some great goalie feats from goalies like uh, DRS's Jakey Friedman and uh, and several others, but. Definitely on par with some of those top goalie accolades over the last 10 years, over the course of that JV season. Um, it's going to be him. Uh, there's uh, Billy Glickman over in Hafter. Uh, you're going to have quite a few. This is actually a great goalie year for the seniors. Mm. You know, uh, Nathan Orbach out in Kushner. Uh, I don't want to slight somebody here. Right. I know I'm going to. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I apologize if I do. It's just, you know, having to think through all the goalies. Uh, Evan Solomon over in Frisch, who I got to know extremely well this past summer in Camp David. Um, and so there, there's quite a number of fantastic goalies this year. So it will be a very good season in net. Do you remember who the scoring champ was in Yeshiva League uh, Varsity Basketball by any chance? The scoring champion uh, last year, I don't remember offhand. I'm trying to think if there's any superstar that really uh, separated themselves from the rest of the league. Like I said, uh, I, you're, you got to look at Rick, Ricky Sutton and Albert right. Nasiri. Those the, are the two. The, the two. Those two are are. I would say if you had to name two people that you were really looking at this year, those two guys are going to be nearer at the top. Uh, Ramaz uh, Ramaz will have Spencer Rubenstein who uh, was arguably the top junior this coming year. So you have you have a number of people uh, that are unquestionably the ones to look at. Nasiri has been in the varsity uh, in the varsity world since a, he was a freshman and uh, really took over from his first year coming all the way up. You know, there are people out there who uh, would love for you and others to concentrate on some other sports in the Yeshiva League. I think you've done a good job uh, getting some of those sports, especially during the offseason, uh, into the reports. 
wouldn't you say that there has been great progress in sports like volleyball, softball, and others uh, in our Yeshiva League? 100%. I think everything is sort of coming up into the mainstream. The fact that uh, we'll also be talking about girls' volleyball, right. girls' basketball, and then when we come to the spring, which we started a couple of years back, we'll get into we'll get into boys' volleyball, we'll get right. into soccer, girls' hockey, right. tennis. We, we span the gamut, and I'm, I'm happy to see that it's something that people are extremely receptive to. Uh, and to all the parents and faculty members and principals and coaches and athletes who make the Yeshiva League really run the way it does, uh, which we're very proud of 99% of the time. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to know about the other 1% of the time. <laughs> we want to we say uh, and wish everyone good luck on this upcoming season. I'm sure that Commissioner Seth Gordon has had plenty to do over the summer, and he's ready for a great year ahead, right? Well, if he has to pick up the bat phone at some point over the year, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Let's hope everything stays calm and that everyone has a great season. Oh, it's just speaking to the kids while I was in Camp David. I I can already tell that there are teams that firmly believe that they're being overlooked and that their talent is going to help lead them to a place that uh, we may not be giving them enough credit for at the beginning of the year. So I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen. They want to prove you wrong. I've always said I don't mind being wrong. Because at least it means that people are listening to me be wrong while in the process. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and we're hoping that sportsmanship remains the number one priority. All as... tough. We got after That's more than enough. Exactly. Uh, we want that to continue. As a, That's a very important Yeshiva League tradition, to say the least. And uh, hopefully we'll have a, a great year ahead. The Yeshiva League has... Uh, you know, we've taken the term Yeshiva League. Not uh, We've taken it um, beyond sports. We now refer to our whole system of uh, yeshivot as the yeshiva league it, it's it, our chevron now right in this niche of the community so and i take great pride in having helped move that along are you aware of the fact that this is the year for yeshiva university basketball this oh, is the year um uh, that will be something we will get into a little bit also we'll right. definitely touch on what happens in the yeshiva league and of course because we have to we have to give uh, give due credit to the yeshiva league graduates that are on the basketball right. team this year as well i mean obviously coach Elliot steinmetz right. a yeshiva league alum as a player and as a coach so got to you got to you got to throw the boys a bone a bit uh, last year well this is what i mean look they've done great Absolutely. as we know and 2 years ago they won the skyline conference mm-hmm. But when I say this is the year, it's uh, they, they've got the perfect mix of veterans and rookies that are coming together for what hopefully will be something very special. Well, very much looking forward to uh, to uh, keeping an eye on them and to reporting along with them as we go this season. Right, and we will definitely give uh, special attention to Coach Elliott and the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees during the season as well, both uh, within the Yeshiva League Sports Update and outside the Yeshiva League Sports Update. Very much so. Well, Elliot, uh, sum it up for us. All right, just as a very quick sum on the inaugural Yeshiva League Sports Update for Jam and the AM for the 2019-2020 season. We've had a couple of games happen already. We'll run it down just in the order that we started, sure. starting with varsity hockey. Uh, to this point, only one game, and that was last night between uh, the Hank Hurricanes and the North Shore Stars, both teams not expected to contend, but the truth is, they're already starting out like they want to. Last night was a very good game down to the very end. North Shore taking it doesn't sound that way from the score. North Shore taking a six nothing score, but uh, but Hank very competitive in the process. Uh, four goals for Junior Aton Silverman of the Stars in the process. 
going down the list down to JV hockey. A little more action last night. Two games on the slate. We had a four-two. Uh, sorry, a five-two SAR win over Flatbush. It, it's strange that I that I botched that up because I ref that game. <laughs> so, so yay me. Hope nobody used the word botched reference to the way you ref. Uh, uh, don't let Seth hear you. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. Um, also, um, the defending champions. Uh, Kushner Cobras took a tough loss to the Frisch Cougars 4-1. to So Frisch starting off on the right foot. Kushner looking to get back on track uh, tomorrow night. They face Ramaz at home in what will be the uh, the first game. I, I don't know. I don't think they're doing the banner raising tomorrow night because apparently they're repainting the gym. But tomorrow would be that banner right. uh, that, that night, first night back night. at home. Right. Moving back over to uh, basketball, as I said, only one game so far. Mag and David taking uh, taking over Mug and Avram. Uh, very dominating win. Where's Mung and Avram? Uh, Brooklyn School. Oh, it's another. It's another. It's another Brooklyn School. They're popping yeah. up. Uh, uh, it's good to see that schools like Mug and Avram, Shari Torah, and the like are and YDE are all right. you know getting acclimated to the league. Nice. JV had. Uh, let's see. JV had uh, how many? Sc- oh, JV had two games as well. JV basketball have to defeat a Derek Hatora and. Uh, the idea school in their first le- in their first yeshiva league. Teaneck? Yeah. In their first yeshiva league game comes up a bit short against Hillel, forty six to forty. Again, like I said, right. we we have an abundance of new schools finding their way into the league and it's it's very good to see our, our world expanding. And um, very it, it's cool. gonna be a lot to a lot to cover. Over in girls varsity sports, Maya Note and Frisch taking wins in girls varsity A. Defending champs SAR will open up their repeat campaign. They have not lost in quite a number of years, uh, they'll open up next Monday against Heschel. And in girls' JVA basketball, Maya Note defeating Ramaz, uh, 43-38. to SAR looking to work their way back into the finals where they lost to last year's dominating champs, the Hafter Hawks, defeating, uh, S- uh, defeating Flatbush last night, 34-31. Uh, speaking of Hafter, Hafter will play two games over the next week, challenging Ramaz on Thursday and North Shore on Sunday. Uh, girls' varsity and JVB. Uh, we'll kick off their schedules this week as well as the three girls volleyball leagues. Uh, they'll start, and we'll be able to cover all of them as the season goes on. Unbelievable. Lots of teams, lots of sports, a lot of schools, and I thank uh, all those who are responsible for letting uh, the kids in our community uh, have an amazing time and learn so much, so many wonderful things, both within and outside of our tradition, uh, but important lessons all through the Yeshiva League sports experience. And, Elliot, I thank you. Good luck on the 5780 season in all your different capacities, including as editor of our sports department here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, again, it's it's a thanks to you as well. Every year we, we talk about it, but every year it becomes more and more important to, to note the the purpose of the Yeshiva League Sports Update, how it began, and how it continues to carry on the importance each year after each year, drawing more people in. 100%, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, also, a big thank you to the uh, film crew that's been following you around. Uh, is this going to be something that's happening all day long? Will they be following you to the office and, and then to home later in the day? Or is well, this there it? are certain places where I hope they won't follow me, <laughs> but uh, I, I can't be positive about that. Uh, this is, uh, I, I don't know if you've, if you've uh, at least filled people in on what they are doing, um, and it's actually something really, really cool, something that I found on a, it was found on a message board a couple of year, uh, about a year or two ago where they were trying to reach out to to people to sort of get a little bit of information about this this 
interesting little league that we call Yeshiva League Hockey. Right. Uh, uh, a league of our own making, uh, really an insular community uh, sport that we created. Right. And the fact that, that there is a group of people who have not only created their own sport, but now are out in full force to the extent that you can, I guess you can compare it to Friday Night Lights and football. Right. This is this is what we rally around. Uh, obviously, basketball. Right. I, I must give due credit to basketball. Right, but, the rest around... of, but the rest of the country is playing basketball also, right? Correct. That's right. the difference. The rest of the country is playing basketball and football. And we've created our own league that we that has become a a, a sen- that has carried a sense of pandemonium uh, amongst our community, and it is something that is uh, respected amongst the community. The fact that we've created something from really just a gym, a stick, and a ball, right. and now here we are, forty years later, celebrating it. Pretty amazing. All right, and as uh, as uh, uh, information about whatever the documentary ends up being becomes available, we'll let everybody know, of course, here at JM in the AM. Elliot, I thank you. Yeshiva League Sports Update, Tuesdays at 7.20 Eastern Time, right here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebin, Rebbe Levi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basra, Rebbe Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Our Chachomim tell us, that when an individual is going through a nisayon, a challenge, the the gates of wisdom and all the wellsprings are closed to him. The Pasuk tells us, Avram sent forth his hand, and he took the knife to shecht his son. The Targum Yonason explains that Avram Avinu looked into the eyes of Yitzchok, and the eyes of Yitzchok looked at the Malachi Ashares, the angels. Yitzchok saw the Malachi Ashares, however, Avraham Avinu did not see them. The Berachim asked the question, if the Malachim were there, then why didn't Avraham Avinu see them? Because Yitzchok was already on the Mizbeach. He couldn't do anything at that point to prevent the Shechita from taking place. Since his Nisayon was already complete, Hashem opened his eyes and he could see all the Malochim that were surrounding him. But Avram Avinu, he was in the middle of the Nisayon. He was still in the midst of the challenge. The knife was still in his hands. Because of that, he didn't get the revelation. At the time of Nisayon, a person is not Zoha to that Or Elyon, that light from above. Only after someone stands Bigvura, after they have the capability to overcome the challenge, and they're menatseach, they're victorious, then Hashem reveals to him how all of the Pamalya Shomayla, the heavenly court, look to us to withstand the Nisayun and to be a Nachas Ruach to Hashem. An individual should know that we have the power to be miskaber over the Sahara that sets up challenges in life that try to drag us through the depths. Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said, Enayim sheyesh your eyes, yesh b'sochan lavon b'shachar, there is a white part and there is a dark part. Ve'ein atoroa mitocha lavon, you don't see by the white part, el mitocha shachar, but rather, 
through the dark, through the black part, we're able to see. The Sifzei Tzaddik explains that a person sees with the black because only when he looks in the darkness, the hasterpanim, can the or, can the light be revealed. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Waking up, I'm living life, going places, so much strife. Starting to think about what's gonna be. Who knows, who cares, who dares to share a bit of what you feel inside. Open up a little trust, cause we're all family. with the Waterbury Yeshiva and hold on. You had Arye Kunstler before that with Mo Da'ani. Tuesday, it's Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM, a two-day Rosh Chodesh today and tomorrow. A couple of reminders, our friends at Camp Masora, they've started their their next 30 after their big 30th anniversary celebration. Tonight, their big parlor meeting for the summer of 2020 is at the Karasik Home on Thames Boulevard in Bergenfield, New Jersey. That starts at 8 p.m. tonight. Information, you can go to the Camp Missouri website. A reminder from Assemblyman Simcha Eichenstein in New York that there's a free paper shredding event going on tomorrow, Wednesday, October 30th from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. at his district office located at 1310 48th Street in Brooklyn, New York. It's under the leadership of um, Assemblyman Simcha Eichenstein in Brooklyn, New York. So check that out. Um, the Shiva High School open house schedule, I told you, is out, and uh, there are many, many open houses that are going on during the month of uh, November, including this coming Sunday. Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls has their breakfast and registration Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and the program at 9.30 a.m. on Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, SKA, the Stella K. Abraham High School for Girls, also this coming Sunday starting at 12.30 p.m. on Meadowview Avenue in Hewlett Bay Park, New York. 
information there. It's uh, skahalb.org, skahalb.org. Westchester Hebrew High School this coming Sunday from 10.30 in the morning until 1 p.m. on Orienta Avenue in Mamaroneck, New York. Uh, those are all happening this coming Sunday. Yeshiva High School open house programs. We will continue to announce them as they take place during this uh, upcoming month of uh, November. A reminder that the New York City Marathon is uh, going to be um, featured in New York City uh, for the 49th year in a row. And, 40 th- and for the 36th year in a row, it'll feature Shacharis at the Fort Wadsworth Staging Ground for the many Jewish runners expected to compete in the world-famous road race. The International Minion for New York City Marathoners is the longest established religious service of any kind at any major sporting event anywhere in the world. The Minion venue is a tent on Drum Road. It is a project of J-Runners. They no longer transport personal religious articles to Manhattan, but Minion organizers have an ample supply of tefillin, talesim, and sedurim for use during all the services, and participants are encouraged to use the items instead of bringing their own. Runners who want to use their own religious items will have to make their own checking arrangements with the New York uh, runners, uh, with the New York road runners for transport to the pickup point at Central Park, as was the procedure prior to 2013. For information about the Minion, you can uh, email our good friend Peter Burkowski, who's always been our point man on all of this, peterburkowski at gmail.com, peterburkowski at gmail.com. For information, and earlier I mentioned that the uh, 2019 International Bible Competition for Adults, uh, the U.S. Finals, is taking place Sunday, November the 10th, at the West Side Institutional Synagogue in New York City on West 76th Street. It's going to have a special component uh, for entertainment, and that's Ellie Marcus. Ellie Marcus is going to be entertaining that day. Come marvel at the contestants' knowledge and enjoy a lively celebration of Tanakh. And Israel. Admission to the U.S. Finals event is free of charge, but you must RSVP in advance. Go to azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Again, that's azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Sunday, November the 10th at the Westside Institutional Synagogue. It is free. It's the 2019 International Bible Competition for Adults U.S. Finals. Again, it's azm.org slash Bible dash contest Tuesday here at JM and the AM on this Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan plenty coming up including the OU Community Fair we'll deal with that uh, in a few minutes from now and uh, the great artist Shopsy Ufsitsky is going to join us all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM Hallelujah, 
J.M. in the A.M. Baruch Levine wraps up the hour. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the uh, beloved NSN app. Tuesday morning on this Rosh Chodesh morning before the uh, Baruch Levine selection show, Rosh at Hallelujah. Here at JM and the AM. All right, uh, many of you are aware of the fact, we spoke about this earlier, that the OU's 7th International Jewish Community Fair is happening on November the 24th. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving at the Metropolitan Pavilion in New York City, 125 West 18th Street. And um, we're talking about close to 60 communities in the United States, six communities in Israel participating from noon until 6 p.m. Uh, representing every geographic region you can imagine in this country, plus the state of Israel. You can register for free by going to ou.org slash fair, ou.org slash fair, for uh, information. Rebetzin Judy Steinig is with us live via telephone. She's director of community programs and is the coordinator, (coughs) excuse me, of the OU Jewish Community Fair. Rebetzin Judy Steinig, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to join you this morning. I appreciate that. I never, ever believed that this fair, which I guess began with, I don't know, 10, 20 communities, could get to this size. I didn't even realize there are so many growing Jewish communities in the United States, frankly. <laughs> Amazing. Baruch Shem, it, it, it's wonderful. And our goal through this fair is to facilitate a shit-off between those who need to move to other places for whatever reasons they want to move, and for those communities with wonderful amenities that are looking to grow. So, yeah, right now it is absolutely amazing, to, and to see how many people that are interested. Every every five minutes I see more registrations coming in. It will be a packed house You know, of well, people excited. One of the reasons this is happening, and those listening from different parts of the world, uh, you know, we could explain it to them. I don't know if they could relate to it as well as the New Yorkers can. Uh, there are just the, the, most of the areas, most of the communities, most of the neighborhoods of New York and New Jersey have become a challenge uh, to afford and a challenge to, you know, to start married life in, frankly. And, and that's, of course, not even speaking for a moment about those, you know, who've been in this for a while who are looking for a change. And uh, so many communities, in this case, close to 60 of them around the United States, uh, have a lot to offer, have tremendous value for their dollar. And I guess you put that all together and all of a sudden there's great interest. Absolutely. And beyond that, then there's other things. We all know what it's like to commute in New York. Right. You know, the, the hour, hour and a half, you, you know, the exhaustion. You, you read about some of these communities. You go, I've been visiting many of them. And for them, a commute is 10 minutes. 12 minutes with traffic. I mean, the value, the, the quality of life values are, you know, are, are unbelievable. The ideas of smaller classes for the children. Um, you know, in so many places, kids get into a classroom and, you know, they're packed and, and the teachers have, you know, it's, it's very limited what they can go over. You go to a smaller place and your child, you know, has more of a presence there. Yeah, no so question about it. There are so many things that they can benefit from. Oh, and by the way, 
Uh, and again, it's such a terrible thing to do this New York, New Jersey versus the rest of the country thing, but I, I sometimes feel that some of it is necessary just to get these points across. Uh, it, there, there was a time when it was a big challenge for communities to get you know, high-quality educators out to their community because these communities, again, are very small and were growing at a slow pace. It seems these days uh, communities could put together a much stronger personnel in a much shorter period of time. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We're getting many, there are many educators that are looking to, to move to other places. I do want to comment, though, that, that we do have many, many communities coming in the New York and New Jersey area. Right, that's true. They're just in a little bit more affordable places. Right. And they let, many of them are talking about themselves as the out-of-town community right. in the New York area. Right. There are communities that are in New York and New Jersey that are where you get that out-of-town feel, yet you're still very close to all the amenities that somebody would like to enjoy, you know, being in the New York area. And uh, obviously, uh, that's a great pitch for those communities. Rebbe and Judy Steinig is with us. By the way, has the registration for the communities themselves closed at this point? Or there are communities that could still get in if they want to? No, uh, it's amazing uh, how many communities have reached out to me, uh, even yesterday, too, uh, have reached out to me in the past month and a half. Now, we are totally closed for communities, and we do that because we want to make sure that the communities themselves have the time to put together an excellent and professional presentation. Right. Uh, I have to tell you that I already have on a list for the next fair in 2021, <laughs> I have about 15 or 16 communities that want to come aboard. So we'll wait and see what happens then. Unbelievable. Plus, we love the fact, and you know, I mean, you know, we've made it. We've made made a a very, very uh, well known throughout the world how much we love the fact that you've included our friends at Nefesh Benefesh, and now an even bigger step. You've included specific communities in Israel that want to come and attract people from the states to move uh, to move to the Holy Land. Yes, absolutely. We're very excited about our relationship with Nefesh Benefesh, and I have to tell you, judging by the registrations coming in, uh, they will have quite a number of people going to see them. So we're very, very excited about that. And again, there'll be communities, separate communities that are going to be presenting there from Israel as well. It's not just an overall discussion about Israel. The OU 7th International Jewish Community Fair, uh, concentrating on home and job relocation. And uh, whether it's somebody who's just, uh, whether it's a young couple out there or people who have been married for 10, 20 years, you may want to consider uh, going to any of these communities, the New York, New Jersey out-of-town communities or those that are literally out-of-town uh, all across the United States, plus Israel, of course. Uh, you mentioned employment opportunities that uh, can, can make for a better quality of life. There are certain communities, there are certain uh, cities in the U.S. that are known for certain industries. So if they're young doctors out there or if they're uh, young professionals in different types of industries, generally, not just Jewish, but generally there are cities that match up very well with them. Absolutely. And one of the things that we've focused on in this fair and in the materials that we're distributing is letting uh, the people, the our guests know which companies are in which cities and what they're looking for, what industries. That's something that we have asked our communities to really work on, and they've done a great job. I also want to comment that beyond the uh, young couples, beyond the people, you know, the the ones with two or three, five children, uh, we also have uh, retirees and empty nesters coming because they want to make their next move. And we have focused on uh, amenities that would attract them. And there's also a number of singles coming. Some of them are tired of the scene in New York. 
So many of them are coming to see where possibly uh, they could sh- they could change their location. So uh, this is really for anybody who's looking to move somewhere. Do the majority and at any point in time? Sometimes uh, people come to the fair a couple of times before they make that move. We right. welcome them all. That's true. Um, and by the way, there's certain communities that since the last fair two years ago have been booming. There's certain communities that have gotten a reputation of really having the arrow point up. So uh, you have an opportunity to jump onto certain communities that are uh, enjoying a tremendous growth tremendous growth spurt right now. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yes. What about the incentives? Is every community that shows up giving some type of educational incentive? Not every community. Some are, and we, and we highlight those in our uh, community guidebook that everyone will receive who comes to the fair. Those who uh, are providing incentives, that's outlined there. Many do, but not all. All right, so you it's know, not unusual. Know, depends on the community. It's not unusual to show up to the fair and find out that a community is offering some type of tuition discount or some type of first-year uh, synagogue membership, but right, e- either exactly. discount or th- those, those are common. Not everybody, as you say, but many, but it is common and you'll find plenty of those uh, in the book. Uh, the, the OU seventh international Jewish community fair is November the 24th. It's a Sunday before Thanksgiving from noon until six at the metropolitan pavilion in New York city on West 18th street. Registration is free, but they do ask you register. Of course, OU.org slash fair F A I R OU.org slash fair. <laughs> and you'll have an opportunity to check out all of the communities of the U.S. that will be represented, and, of course, those from Israel as well. Rebbiton Judy Steinig, anything else you'd like to add? I just want to remind people, we put this in all of our uh, literature, that the, the venue does not permit strollers on the exhibition floor, so that we need to have stroller parking, so I don't want anyone to be disappointed. Anyone who can get a babysitter, you're probably better off that way bring comfortable shoes because you have a lot of walking to do. We have a packed house of many, many places to go visit, and we welcome all of you. And it's not easy to visit uh, almost 60 communities in one day, but you guys are going to make sure it's possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for joining us, and I know this is going to be a, trem- so much. a tremendous success and a big help for a lot of people. Thanks again. Thank you. Rabbits and Judy Steinig reminding everybody that the OU 7th International Jewish Community Fair Happens November the 24th. Go to OU.org slash fair, OU.org slash F-A-I-R. It is a very, very worthwhile pursuit. If you are considering anywhere, whether it's an out-of-town type place in the New York, New Jersey area, or if it's actually out of town, somewhere around the North America, or if it's the state of Israel and one of the communities that will be represented at the fair uh, of the many that are coming from Israel. Uh, so check it all out. Go to ou.org slash fair. You'll be glad you did. More coming up. It's a Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. I'm 
J.M. in the A.M. with words from Hallel on this Rosh Chodesh morning. This is a Hayom done by Shmuel Levy here at J.M. in the A.M. It is a Rosh Chodesh morning, and I'm glad you're with us. And I remind you about a couple of things that are going on in our community, including uh, the 2019 International Bible Competition for Adults. It happens, it's the U.S. Finals, and it happens on Sunday, November the 10th starting at 2 p.m. at the Westside Institutional Synagogue, 120 West 76th Street in New York City. Come marvel as the contestants at the contestants' knowledge and enjoy a lively celebration of Tanakh and Israel. Special guest performer is Ellie Marcus. Admission to the U.S. Finals event is free, but you must RSVP 
in advance to attend. Go to azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Again, that's azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Tuesday morning, Rosh Chodesh here at JM and the AM. Well, I believe I told the story during Cholamoid, if I'm not mistaken. I think I told the story either uh, on Thursday Cholamoid or on Erev Shabbos Cholamoid. I was at the um, Ford Amphitheater for the big Wednesday night event, Mordechai Shapiro, Yeshiva Boys Choir, etc. And it was, it was, except for the weather, which did not cooperate at all. All you needed for that night was a drop of cooperation for the weather. Like, rain was fine. But the fact that it was so windy and so stormy made it very difficult for some of the people in the audience. Uh, and despite all that, it was a completely sold-out event. Congratulations to Ellie Gerstner and company. It was really an amazing event. And um, that night, uh, Ellie Gerstner and EG Productions teamed up with Lev Lachayal. We have featured Lev Lachayal. In fact, their director was here in our studio a few months back. And they do an amazing job with lone soldiers. In fact, those of you who were paying careful attention that night, or if you've seen the video since then about Lev Lachayal, David Ferdig, JM and the AM uh, child, if you will, <laughs> or next generation person, uh, David Ferdig was, uh, was featured in the opening of that video as one of the soldiers being cared for by Lev Lachayal. So we get to the event, and we've been hearing, of course, for about, uh, I don't know, 10 days to two weeks about Lev Lachayal and their association with uh, the Ellie Gerstner production. And uh, sure enough, Lev Lachayal is there with their representatives and volunteers, and they are uh, giving away to their big raffle winner a beautiful, an absolutely beautiful piece of art. And um, completely unbeknownst to me, I know who the artist is. Because it's somebody who uh, whose name goes back with the Siegel family a very, very long way. And his name is Shapsi Ufsitsky. And uh, we had uh, never met before, but again, uh, he, his parents are uh, people that we uh, knew back then. And, uh, and that we're talking, when I say back then, we're talking about over 40 years ago. And uh, his work, which by the way, you could see right now on the app, anybody who's on the NSN app, we're doing it differently than Facebook Live today. Normally, we would do Facebook Live, and we would show you the uh, the pieces of art that Shopsy has brought in. We're doing it differently this morning. We've taken his beautiful artwork, and right now, if you go to the NSN app, um, uh, you could see in rotation some of the beautiful pieces of art that he's responsible for. It's called Exquisite Handmade One-of-A-Kind Judaica Art, Ketubot, Aceous Chiles for Weddings and Anniversaries and Special Occasions, Custom Art, for doctors, lawyers, or koanim in the family, commission pieces for private clients, framed hand embellished something prints, I'll get the uh, correct pronunciation for him in a moment, custom art for synagogues such as Modum Durabanan, Ketores, or Brich Shmei, uh, design awards for schools and organizations, custom framing for all art, and it's all at Shopsai Art, Shops, uh, at Shopsi, but it's it's spelled Shopsai, shopsaisart.com, S H A B. S-A-I-S-A-R-T dot com. Shopsy Ufsitsky, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. I am, I'm a big fan. That was some introduction, I must say. <laughs> well, we probably used up all the time. So. And with all that, I still didn't discuss the piece of art that was raffled off to the big winner that night. 
It is an absolutely, and, and I'm so glad I got a copy of this. You actually gave this as a card, as a, what would we call this, a printed postcard type thing? I guess, you know, it's for people to take home a little memento from that, that evening. What a beautiful idea. I mean, I'm not discouraging people from buying the original piece, right. but this is a an amazing substitute. I appreciate that. And this idea. this is the with the Mishaberach on the side for Tzahal and all of the Tzahal, what we call these? We would call these... The Army Insignias. Army Insignias. Right. And an absolutely beautiful photograph of a chayal in his army gear and his talit yeah. at the Kotel. And if you look in the bottom, it says, I believe it says it on the bottom there. I don't know if it came out there on the poster. Um, Does, did it come out? I don't know. Maybe. You can take a look. Oh, at yeah, that. it does. Right here. Where is that? Right there. Oh, I didn't even see that. There so it is. My whole concept was all the different army units are always competing right. in Israel for superiority. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all one. So, you know, that's everybody. No one is more important than the next. So. so then once I see this incredible piece, which we had the opportunity to display on stage, and I hope now is in the home of a nice lave supporter, I hope. We just announced the winner. Oh, so good. Gotta, yeah. Um. So I go to your website because I said, wait a second. You know, well, we, we believe me, we have been to many events. I've hosted a lot of events where supposedly a nice piece of art is being exhibited <laughs> and raffled off. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't exactly uh, fit the bill. Let's put it that way. I said, I got to go to your website and see what's going on here. And sure enough, you have some incredible and beautiful fine pieces that Thank are just so much that are just, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I'm looking at this card. I would guess at this point. Some of our listeners are looking at the app uh, because right now on the NSN app, some of your artwork is being uh, rotated as, okay. as as photos as this conversation is going on. And I just felt that because, number one, of your um, uh, dedication to the cause, in this case, Leiv Lechayal, sure. and because I'm so impressed with, um, and so many people have been so impressed with your work, we should bring you in and say hi. So I appreciate it. So hello. <laughs> hello to you. So you spent how many years on the West Coast? Uh, 12 years. And the West Coast specifically because you're an artist or one has nothing no, to do with the no, other? No, absolutely nothing to do with the other. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, to find my, my shirt over on the, in the West Coast about 12 years ago. And I got remarried and um, my wife was from there. So uh, at that point, it was just, I think, easier at that point to move there. And uh, I, with a lot of backing from my wife, she was able to kind of help jumpstart my career and to introduce me to a lot of different clients and people and... Um, because she was in what industry or nothing? Well, she specific? was actually in the, uh, in the, she was a teacher for well, going now about 20 years about, but she was teaching and, you know, she'd come across many different parents and the schools that she had been teaching with actually were very kind in allowing me to display my art. And, uh, you know, in return, I would, you know, help them with art for awards right. or for because they were donors. they were taken with your work the way we were. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so, I, I say it like that yeah. only because it does seem that you know in the and this is the way it seems to us. It seems like artists are a dime a dozen, so to speak. Meaning, there's a lot of people out there trying to make an impact, and it is rare. Well, that's why I got into the Jewish art field. Right. It, it than, is rare that yeah. people react the way they've reacted to your stuff. So that's why I'm saying that I there's something that. something different here. Okay, and and how does one uh, I mean you've done some interesting things. Not only have you given uh and 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 been asked to commission uh specific pieces of art for people that you know whose names would be very familiar to this audience. I'm yeah. talking about big stars, yeah. celebrities not yeah. just in the Jewish world but in the general world. But then you told me that 
You actually were asked by the Chicago Cubs. Right. Well, that was, yeah, to do a piece of art. Right. Yeah. To do a piece of art specifically for their manager when they won the World Series. Right. So that was something. I had done a lot of sketches for it at the end. It didn't go that way. We ended up doing something else. But uh, it was just nice to know. It was uh, Theo Epstein who had a nephew who somebody I played baseball with in, in back in, in L.A. Oh, it was a connection funny. that was made there, but at the end it didn't go that way. But it, but just you the still... fact that it was out there was was pretty cool. Well, so. I did see a photograph of you with Joe Madden, yeah, right. so, you know, uh, on on uh, with a piece of art that I, I thought gave a really good comp- compliment yeah. to because I compared it to one of the great sports artists out there. That was Leroy Neiman. Leroy Neiman. That, that's so. what it looks yes, like. Yes, yes. And that's a big compliment. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. How many years are you on the radio, by the way? I'm on the radio 36 years. Wow. Wow. Well, what, uh, what made you think of that? I'm just curious. Well, because I'm just wondering in my career as an artist how long I've been doing it. So, right. You know, how long is it? Um, you know, professionally or? Well, whatever. Well, it was through my wife I actually really uh, got back into it professionally. Um, but I would say I've been drawing since I was nine years old. Well. So, and yeah. at some point you realize that this is a... Well, I had a lot of challenges in school and in focusing and learning, so I decided to start doodling. And, you know, what was really nice about it was that basically that challenge and handicap gave me the strength to be able to make a Parnassa out of, you know, drawing and painting. Right. So, you know, I, I, you know, just thinking about how many years I've been doing this and, you know, God willing. I mean, it's a lot of pieces of art. At this point, it's right? It's a large body of work, and what's very interesting is a lot of my art is very unique from one style to another. They're, nothing's really the same, and a lot of that, I can explain that just because so many clients that I meet have different ideas, hopes, and dreams, and you know they have ideas they want me to create, and a lot of times they may not necessarily be in sync with something else I've created. They want something unique and personal for right. themselves. So it allows me the chance to, to really explore and sometimes go with out of, out of the box from my way of thinking into maybe something I would never have thought of before and a lot of times it's a crowd pleaser or, you know they give me the uh, the permission to be able to use the art you know to recreate so well we're very impressed Shopsy Ufsitsky is here we're talking about his artwork you can go to the website which is remind me shopsysart.com shopsysart.com and you can check out some of the things now what are people looking at on the app what did you ask of Rummy to include in today's rotation um, on the NSN app you know lately I've been getting to a lot of colorful work um, I used to be a little bit more on the classical side of things with muted colors on parchment old school world um, and I realized that today's today's clients the generation Xers and uh, you know Y and whatever other right, generation there is there um, they, they like color they like a splash of color, and I started realizing uh, I need to start kind of producing things that, you know, pop off somebody's wall. And I've started creating a lot of things in color and working on it, and uh, I'm definitely um, looking to create more. Um, so what are, what, give me an example of what we're looking at on the app right now. What are some of the things you uh, asked? Well, some of the, some, one of the pieces I have is Jerusalem of Color, mm-hmm. and it's a... Um, it's a color palette going sweeping left to right. Is that this one right here? That is. Beautiful. And what's interesting about that particular piece is I made the base of Mikdash the brightest right. area in the whole piece. And right. the smoke that's coming out from the, the Mizbeah, so to speak, also would be in the shape of a chauffeur right. to symbolize Merz Hashem, the coming of Mashiach. So I love it. It's kind of got a dual meaning there. I love it. What else is up there? Um, 
I did a piece of graffiti called Ahava. I did that for a client in L.A., and I tweaked it a little bit to take away the personalization that I did for them and to make it more general. Uh, it's a use of a lot of bright color, and uh, there's really not a lot of Jewish graffiti out there. Um, <laughs> you see it everywhere here in New York, but really, how many times you walk around the block and see Jewish graffiti up on a building? So uh, I decided I wanted to try to expand in that direction as well, uh, not just for the home, but also you know, for people's workplaces, sometimes they want something really cool for a waiting room or something like that. So I'm definitely waiting to be able to um, be able to take on a project like that. Uh, Am I looking at a tuba that you did with butterflies around? I did. Yes, I did. Uh, I did Why butterflies? Um, well, it's funny because that's actually a monogram for my wife. We, we picked uh. the butterfly. But um, it was just an idea that a client had given me. Um, they love butterflies. and uh, It's beautiful. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it's the woman that picks the ksuba, so, <laughs> right. the tuba, so, you know, a lot of the butterflies speak to the feminine uh, body a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I just created a beautiful array of butterflies. And I, like I said, I just try to do and create art that that hasn't really been done or seen before in different ways. I like to take, you know, Jewish themes and concepts and give it a more a t- modern twist and feel. Shopsy Ufsitsky is here. You can go to uh, shopsysart.com, S-H-A-B-S-A-I-S, art.com. Um, at some point when you uh, when we introduced this piece, The Soldier at the Kotel, uh, and again, you know, I-, I didn't think there could be another Soldier at the Kotel piece of art that could make an impact because, you know, you'd think many artists have done this already, and yet you went ahead and did it. Uh, you did it and, and made an impact with a new one. Um it was introduced as part of your IDF collection. Are, are there are there others than this, have, this one? I have a couple of, a um, few different pieces. I'm still working on building that body of work. But what I had done, again, interestingly enough, was something different that you don't really see in the Jewish art world is where you take a canvas and you apply artwork on the sides right. as well. So you, from every angle, you're looking at something. And, it, you know, it also allows... You know that's that's space that never gets used. So why not put something cool there and make it make it unique? So that's so uh, I've done a piece uh, with three soldiers, a very famous piece people have seen off of a postcard with very much the same feel and look with the Mishabera. Right. And on one side, I actually have uh, Tefila uh, Ladera. You know the Tefila Sadera. Right. And it's funny, I never really thought of that, but you know you always think of Tefila Sadera when you get on an airplane to Pittsburgh. Right. But, you know, really, they're the ones that really should be saying the Tefillah Sederich, and yeah, what the, better place to put it on than a piece of art. So. No question about that. Uh, I'm sure people are wondering if these pieces are expensive. How do they uh, compare in the world of art? Well, in the world of art, for the most part, I would say I'm very reasonable and very moderately priced, especially when you hear paintings going for a million dollars at right. Sotheby's, right? But, um, <laughs> no, I'm not in that category. Um, I have three different categories of art and one is the general print that anybody can just purchase they can go to judaica.com and click on my name there and uh and purchase a print um they can come to my website where if they want to print but a little bit more personalized to them uh that's where i i take over and i'll, I'll create that for them right. it's an original but not really an original so client can get the best of both worlds something that's created for them but not spend the money of what an original would run and then I've, you know, I create originals concept to completion, basically where a client will give me their ideas, hopes, and dreams. And uh, 
and hope that I can come up with something that would accurately portray what it is that they're looking for. Can that take weeks or months? It definitely can take weeks or months. There's a lot of um, initial concept sketches that go into it, a lot of back and forth. Hey, I like this. Can you make it like that? A little this color, that color. And again, at the end, I hope to come up with a finished product that they probably hang on their walls. So, right. But definitely, uh, you know, the originals, you know, can run in the thousands, but generally not more than about $20,000, and that would be for a uh, one of my larger installation pieces. And uh, how many prints do you think of yours are available online at this point? <laughs> well, I, I really print and go. I don't really have an edition, that, an open edition, if you will. It's kind of just... Every client, some clients would want a piece one size and another client would mm. want a piece in another size. So I don't go ahead and print a run right. of them. It's really kind of fitted more to the client. And that's what about what people who want of, this, the Israeli soldier? Is this something that's readily available or would take a while? Oh, no. It's readily. It's very readily available to print. Um, if they'd want me to stretch the canvas, I can definitely have that done. And, um, you know, it takes about three weeks. Right. Have you gotten a similar reaction since that concert that I'm giving you here today, or am I the only one? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yumtif was kind of in the middle there and everything, and we had a crazy windstorm that other day, but it blew my sukkah apart. Uh, but, no, I, I'm, thank God a lot of people have commented that, you know, we had a great idea to actually give away a piece of art. Yeah. And that's kind of neat where somebody can actually take this Beautiful. frame it in their office or their home and, uh, you know, a little mini piece of art. Right. Maybe it'll inspire them to actually call me and to order the I would one. hope so. The big because, version. Because when we brought the large version out on stage, I think for a lot of people were just overwhelmed by it. It just looks beautiful. I hope so. I appreciate that. I hope they were able to get a good enough view, especially the people in the back, but definitely, right. absolutely. And I love to be able to give back, uh, my wife and I, to different organizations that we feel very strongly about. Leib Chayel is one. Uh, Olam Chesed is another. My wife is currently working on a, a, a campaign with Neveh Yushalayim. Oh, and, uh, they're nice. having a big 50th uh, jubilee. So I kind of wanted to give a shout-out to sure. that, to all the Neveh alumni out there. Um and, uh, yeah, very much. I'm, I'm excited to continue and to take on new projects and, and challenges and to see where my art career takes me. So, Is there artist block? Are there times when it's just, it's just not Absolutely. And that's why sometimes I'm so glad when a client knows what they want and they just say, hey, this is what I want. Make me something extravagant and, you know, beautiful. And sometimes that idea can lead the door, open the door to other different ideas or versions of that idea. And, uh, but then sometimes I can wake up at three in the morning, I can't sleep, and I got this like great idea that I got to immediately get started on. And uh, so, yeah, so, so, but sometimes I'm definitely, you know, can get challenged. You know, what have I not done before? Or what can I create that maybe nobody's seen before? So, wow. Yeah. It must be in some ways frustrating. And then when you finally hit it, it must be the most creative feeling out there. I love it. And what I love is to be able to share it with other people and, you know, have that piece of art, you know, hanging on client's wall that they look at it every day and right. get pleasure out of looking at it so definitely one of the most well-known could you tell us some of the well-known people that have your art on their wall or that's something that we can't do publicly i don't do that publicly okay. um i know ben shapiro is a big fan so, right. yeah, but uh, yeah generally just um, but there are some Hollywood stars that have that have your artwork. Or at least expressed interest. So yeah. So throughout yeah, through throughout my uh, career as an artist, yeah, especially living in LA, you know, you kinda get that along the way. So. Right. The sukkah doesn't blow away in LA as much as here, eh? I don't know. I heard they had a lot of wind. Uh, my Rav in LA 
somebody texted me a picture of the sukkah on Burbank Boulevard. Oh, they also had a rough weather. Gone, and it was blown away. Oh, yeah, so in Israel too, I think they had. Some yes, weather. Israel as well had some challenges. No question about it. <laughs> so, Can you stick around a few minutes? Absolutely. More coming up. You're listening to my conversation with the Shapsiufsitsky, who's here. You can go to the website. Shopsysart.com, shopsysart.com, and check out some of the things that we're talking about. Plus, if you're on the NSN app, if you're on the NSN app, Avrami has some of Shopsy's work uh, rotating through the app on the home screen of the app as we speak. Take a look at the home screen of the app. Check it out. You'll be very, very impressed. And you're listening to JM in the AM. J.M. and the A.M. on this Rosh Chodesh morning with the great Ben Sion Schenker and Hodul Hashem here at J.M. and the A.M. 
Rosh Chodesh, and we're spending the first day of Rosh Chodesh with Shapsi Ufsitsky, the uh, great artist. You can go to shopsysart.com, shopsysart.com. Also, the pieces that Shopsi brought into our studio this morning are the identical pieces. I could have saved you a lot of schlepping. I'm sorry about that. They're the identical pieces that you're seeing on the app right now. If you go to the NSN app, uh, rotating through the home screen uh, are different pieces of art that uh, Shopsi's responsible for. Feel free to go to his website and be in contact with him. Uh, for whatever the uh, whatever it might be, whether it's a print or whether it's something original you'd like done, or if you're a Hassan and Kala, I'm very impressed with your original Ketubot. I do Ketubot. Or yeah. for the uh, husband looking for a novel gift for their wife for an anniversary, you know, maybe the vacation's been done, the jewelry's been done, and they want something else. So I definitely could create a custom-ation chayal. Nice. Uh, with the wife's name built into the piece. So, you know, it looks like a little thought was given on, you know, in that gift and uh so i definitely take on commissions or let's just say you have a 15th year anniversary and you know you want to re-gift your wife a tuba which is right. kind of weird because people especially people that don't understand the concept of <laughs> right. tuba, well why would you want to have a, a marriage certificate you know explaining what you owe on your wall but they don't really get that but but it's an old world tradition and, in fact it's funny because i know there's some people who don't like the whole wall idea and yet some people gravitate toward it and really enjoy having it up Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So, so I, for the people that don't hold of, you know, a ketubah on the wall, there's that nice alternative of a, maybe for the, for the wife, a nice um, hadlakat narrowed piece right. or an eshet chayel piece or something like that. There's a lot of possibilities in the world Absolutely. of Shadayaka, huh? There is. There is. So, and I enjoy it, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I love what I do, and uh, I'm just happy that I have a very uh, a supportive wife and uh, who puts up with sometimes my turning the uh, studio into an absolute mess. <laughs> is the studio part of the house? It's part of the house, yeah. Unfortunately, you have to kind of walk through a little bit to get to certain areas, <laughs> and uh, I don't work very neat. <laughs> How many pieces of art are there in the house right now? Oh, hanging on my walls. I don't know, 10? And off the walls? Eight, I don't know, I didn't count. Uh, <laughs> right now, we have three less. Because so, <laughs> yeah. they're here. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't raining today. So. That's funny. You should know, by the way, I'm glad you mentioned that. It was pouring rain the night of the concert, and it's time to go to the car because the concert has ended, and it's a, I mean, it's a deluge. Anybody who remembers Wednesday night Cholomoid in this area, it was an absolute deluge. But I saw a couple of extra Shapsyufsitsky uh, cards with okay. this beautiful, we went ahead, we wrapped them in plastic. How do you think they got, they got here in such great condition? We wrapped them in plastic. My kids thought I was nuts. I said, are you kidding? If I see a couple of extra cards, I must have these. And sure enough, here they are. Wow, okay, I'm flattered. Thank you. In perfect condition. We got to frame them. Um, and you uh, stick one on the wall here. And got to stick one on the wall, correct. Okay. Would it be okay if I put a thumbtack here? Absolutely. That would be all yes. right? No problem. I would think it would be insulting. I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Wall of fame here. <laughs> you like that, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> so, everybody out there who was at the concert had an opportunity to bring that home. And uh, as you said, you and your family have a connection to Lev Lachayal. Uh, my, well, my wife, uh, she runs a company called We Grow It, and she's the president of that company. And what that what she does is takes a, a nonprofit's goals and makes it her goals now, where she takes a uh, an organization through a campaign or through a marketing strategy where, you know, she brings awareness to people out there who maybe have never even heard of the cause. So we've done that with she's done that with a number of different campaigns, and one of those campaigns was Levla Chayal. And um, it was just a great idea to merge um, Ellie Gerstner and all the J Jewish singing talent that was there together with this beautiful organization as a fundraiser. And 
you know, that's that's kind of how that came about. And a long time ago, well, not that long ago, there were very few people who had heard of Leila Hayal. And Me, then, my, is one also. Yeah. And then exactly. they started this effort. Again, I don't know if this was pre your wife being involved or not, but they came in here and they started to uh, get around and explain to people how the yeshiva lave in, in Israel is taking care of the lone soldiers sure. through this program, Leva Chayal. Now, all of a sudden, people are understanding just how much of an impact they have on the lone soldiers of Israel. Absolutely. And that, and she's actually been with that project for about a year now. Very so nice. Probably. Oh, so that was during the time frame that yeah. she was there. Um, all right, and finally, did you want to uh, did you want to bring in any of that, or did you want to show us one of the pieces? Did you, was, was there um, something? Um, I mean, it's nothing that's not on the. Oh, it's the same uh, thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, very good. Part, yeah. So everybody has an opportunity to check it out by going to the NSN app. It'll be up there for the next couple of minutes. Plus, of course, you can go to Shopsy's website, shopsysart.com, and uh, and check out all the wonderful work. And there are a lot of categories. Uh, the IDF collection does have more than just this one piece in it. You'll it see does. up there. Yes. Uh, all the different um, wedding, marriage, and the uh, Ketubot ideas that we discussed this morning, a lot of them are up there. You have a lot of full display ideas. You have some that are, like what looks to me is like sectional art that right. you know goes across a living room wall. I like to call it showcase art. Nice. Sorts, yeah, you know, conversation pieces. Somebody walks in a room, <clears> and one <throat> of the first things they look at is the furniture in the wall. Right. So, you know, I like to make an impact, hopefully, and, to, you know, I like big. That's me. Maybe because I'm not so big. <laughs> <laughs> But you like creating large pieces. I do, I do, I do. I enjoy it, and uh, it fills up more of a wall. So. Transporting light, large pieces Not must fun. be, must you, be a challenge. By the way, it's funny. You mentioned that deluge from the concert. Right. Yeah. I, and you had to get your art I on. had to get it all back in a van. How does that one do crazy. that? was crazy. It was rainy. It was terrible. Um, Is there enough material to wrap that in to make sure it doesn't get I wet? I managed to try to salvage as much of the bubble wrap that I could, even though it wasn't a lot, and you know, some blankets I packed with me, and... Luckily, I parked pretty close right. to the uh, to the venue, but yeah. Yeah, that was difficult. What if one of your LA clients wants something now? Does this get oh, so, shipped by truck across oh, so three thousand miles? Yeah. Okay. So it's funny you should mention that because I a lot of my vendors that I use happen to still be based in LA. Right. So it's actually much easier for me to create a piece of art for a client in LA right. than it might even be here. Uh, I've got some really good work, working relationships with some vendors that I've been doing business with there for. 10 years. And that means you're literally going there to create it or no, you're shipping it to them? No, so if it's a print, I can send a file right. have printed, and if it doesn't need any personalization, then it can go right from there right to a framer. Right. And my framer who I've worked with for a number of years kind of knows what I like, right. what I'm looking for, so it's kind of a seamless um, transfer of information as far as getting the client what they want. And, um, and then on times when a client perhaps needs me to personalize a, a print, I'll just have my printer ship it here to New York, and I'll do all the personalization or added detail, and then ship it off to L.A. And if and that goes by truck, I assume. UPS, right. DHL, whichever the method. That, right. Yeah, that they, they can handle it. Yeah, I mean the biggest part, hardest hardship that I've had with shipping art is obviously making sure it doesn't get damaged. Right. That's hard, you know, and it needs extra attention and care and. Making sure it's gonna stand up to the rigors of transportation because you know some of these guys don't really care; they just dump it on a truck. I know? can imagine. What was the word I was having trouble with before? Framed, hand embellished, G I C L E E. What is that? Gicle. What That's is that? French word for print. And basically, what a gicle print is is that it's a printing method that a lot of artists now are using, where it's a way, like I said, to print one as a, at a time right. rather than process printing or hot, you know off the press printing right. commercially, where you've got to print five hundred or thousand. Um, also, the colors come out a lot more 
richer um, going through a Jaclay process. So it's a term artists use now, and it's really across the board. Everyone, you know, everybody uses that word, and uh, it's just a way of getting a very high-resolution print for a client, sometimes indistinguishable from an original. That's how good the, the print could be. Which is only it. 2019. This wasn't like that year. If you use the right printer, yes, right. 100%. There's so much so much that we have at our advantage at our disposal so now you can be an artist living at, at home working anywhere and your work can be seen all over the world right. while before somebody literally had to get in front of it to see it so i cannot thank you enough for coming in this morning thank you so much for having me and i was a huge fan and, uh, <laughs> thank you very much I really always dreamt of being on your show i so appreciate thanks for that. making the dream a reality uh ladies and gentlemen take my recommendation visit the website shopsiesart.com s-h-a-b-s-a-i-s art.com s-h-a-b-s-a-i-s art.com shopsiesart.com you can also go to instagram at shopsiesart and if you want his uh, cell phone number, you know what? Just email me, and if you're a serious client, you know I'll give it to you. And the um, uh, the beautiful print from the IDF collection, which was given away at the uh, at the concert, uh, you could uh, you could ask Shopsy specifically about that. It is something that anybody who is in love with the state of Israel and admires the Israeli soldiers, it is a piece that you will want in your home. That I could tell you. Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM with a brand new selection. From Simcha Liner, it's called Kolakavod. It is his title track. Another uh, 13 minutes to go on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Thank <laughs> you. Thank <laughs> you. 
J.M. and the A.M. wrapping things up with Yaakov Shweki. Before that brand new Simcha Liner. We'll get him in studio. I'm sure he'll visit us for an official uh, conversation regarding the brand new album. Not to worry. Big thank you to all of our guests this morning. Reminder, information about Shopsy Ufsitsky's Fine Art Judaica. Go to his website at shopsysart.com, S-H-A-B-S-A-I-S-Art.com. Also, a big thank you to Robinson Judy Steinig. The uh, OU Community Fair happens on the 24th of November. Keep that in mind. Big thank you to Elliot Weiselberg, Yeshiva League Sports Update, every single Tuesday at 7.20 Eastern Time here at JMNAM. I think Thanksgiving week would be the only week, uh, either Thanksgiving week or the week after would be the week that we usually take off in terms of Yeshiva League Sports Update. But otherwise, generally, it's every single Tuesday here at the JM and the AM. The 2019 International Bible Competition for Adults, the U.S. Finals, is happening Sunday, November the 10th at the Westside Institutional Synagogue on West 76th Street in New York City. Come marvel at the contestants' knowledge and enjoy a lively celebration of Tanakh and Israel. Admission to the U.S. Finals event is free of charge, but you must RSVP in advance. A reminder, there'll be a special guest entertainer that day, Ellie Marcus. Ellie Marcus is going to be entertaining at the uh, U.S. Finals for the Bible Competition for Adults. Information, azm.org slash Bible dash contest. azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Check it out and enjoy. azm.org slash Bible dash contest. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, and the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Rosh Chodesh continues tomorrow, and we're here tomorrow between 6 and 9 a.m. How do you like that? Make sure to be tuned in. Uh, tomorrow we get an opportunity to talk about the big Ohel Gala that is going to be happening toward the end of November with special guests in our studio tomorrow morning. Again, make sure to be tuned in. JM Rewind with Beth Chesser, David Cutler, and Rabbi Heber with Calendaric Trivia all coming up next. JM Rewind is next between 9 and 10. Avrami's live from Israel with a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Tuesday and a happy Rosh Chodesh. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.